Hello and welcome to the Commander's Quarters. I'm your host, Mitch. Glad to have you here. Here at the Commander's Quarters, we're all about Commander on a budget. Today, we have an episode of Commander's Two Cents. On episodes like these, I give you my own personal take on topics about the format in general and current news. This show and episodes like this one are possible thanks to viewers like you. If you're looking for an easy way to help support this show, make sure that you like, share, and subscribe. Also, hit that bell notification icon so you don't miss any new episodes. And while you're at it, subscribe and review our podcast as well. You can also go check out our playmats and other merchandise at thecommandersquarters.com. Another easy way to support this show is with our TCG Player affiliate links. So whether you're buying a deck or individual cards, you can use this general link right here or one in the description. And the final way that you can support this show is by supporting us directly by becoming a patron. There are many benefits to being a patron, and I truly couldn't do this without all their support. Hey everyone, Mitch coming in from the Commander's Quarter Studio. Welcome to the show. So today's episode I've actually been wanting to do for quite a while, but couldn't quite figure out the the right way to go about it. Anyways, today's episode is going to be about why Commander is the most popular format, or at least my opinions on why I, I think it is. And I think the best way to illustrate this is kind of my story and how I got into Commander and kind of why I, Commander is stuck for me, why I continue to play Commander, whereas I didn't play, you know, other formats in Magic uh, nearly as long as I played Commander. So let me ba basically kind of take you back to uh, when, when I was a kid back in uh, Odyssey was when I started playing, and it was more like kitchen table magic, you know, just playing with the cards that you have, you know, not like uh, these days where you just buy things online, you know, you just open up a couple packs and then maybe put some things together. Uh, and back then I put together a, a really janky deck, a lot of janky decks, but the one that really comes to mind was a uh, intruder alarm deck that focused on elves and like Wirewood, and, Wirewood Channeler, uh, Voice of the Woods. And then also potentially even just making infinite centaurs with centaur glades. So that that really kind of that kind of just really janky kind of thrown together. It just happens to work kind of deck was what I liked to build back then. And I used to play with my friends either one on one or we'd play multiplayer. Um, we weren't playing commander. I don't even know if commander was around back then, really. Uh, but we were just playing, you know, just multiplayer magic just for fun, just to see what happened. So. Yeah, I, I played standard in draft uh, from here and there every now and then, but I really preferred, you know, the kitchen table stuff just with friends. You know, if they want to go to a tournament, maybe I'd throw a standard deck together if I could. was never very, you know, good or competitive at that because I like to do kind of the more janky decks and not necessarily something that's just established and supposed to be good. Um, and so from there, I eventually quit Magic, um, ended up coming back uh, around Gatecrash, uh, and I tried brewing janky decks to compete in standard around then. Uh, the first one was a mill deck uh, around consuming uh, consuming aberration and cards like that, uh, and yeah, obviously you know it, it didn't it didn't do so hot compared to the other decks at the time. Uh, and then I built a turbo fog deck, which I love turbo fog. It's a, a lot of fun, especially against higher budget decks that you know think they've got everything solved. Again, not gonna win any tournaments there either. And then uh, when the Theros block came around, I believe it was Theros block. I built a Boggles kind of uh, deck uh, with uh, Glade Cover Scout, uh, Witch Stalker, and Fleece Main Lion, just suiting up a bunch of enchantments and making, you know, one kind of Voltron-y creature and just smacking opponents with that. Uh, and I did win a Friday Night Magic against a, a Mono Black uh, deck, which was the kind of top deck at the time, so I was pretty happy about that. But again, yeah, not, you know, not, not decks that are going to go take down a Pro Tour. I, I was never going to be able to do that, kind of with my janky brews that I was just doing for fun. Um... Then some rotations happened, and that kind of was the hardest part for me in standard. Is essentially, you know, you've got this deck that you really like, and then it's just gone. And so I eventually kind of switched away from standard. I'm like, okay, maybe I'll try a different format. Modern doesn't rotate, so let's try modern. 
So again, I'm trying to do my janky brews, and I literally, I remember looking through every single card in the history of Magic at that time and just kind of pulling out, okay, here's an interesting one, here's an interesting one, what can I do with these? And I eventually kind of, I wanted to build a budget deck, so if I could keep it one color, that was good, because again, in modern, you pretty much need fetch lands to compete, or, or that's what I hear. Uh, but yeah, so I kept it as a mono white deck, and I eventually found this combo, basically, you know, uh, Phyrexian Metamorph, which is technically blue, but you can cast in mono white. Um, with uh, Leonic Relic Warder, essentially, that's just an infinite ETB. You just keep, you know, making Phyrexian Metamorph into a copy of Leonin Relic Warder or something like that, and then it keeps bouncing itself. Regardless, something like that. And then having Alter the Brood and things like that in play so that you, you know, mill your opponent out or, you know, you gain infinite life or whatnot with your, like, soul, um, soul Warden or whatnot. So you've got different ways to kind of win from there. Uh, took it to a modern tournament, and I just, I, I got just steamrolled by pretty much every deck at the tournament. Uh, I think I comboed off maybe once or twice, and then after I comboed, of course, I think the next game, the player just played a Torpor Orb, and my entire deck was shut down, so. Uh, yeah, modern, not exactly my thing. Uh, so, uh, I kind of learned that, you know, like, it, there are just are certain, you know, not that you can't, you know, come in with a new brew for, for modern, but it is very difficult to kind of beat and compete the expensive kind of established decks with kind of these janky budget homebrews in those formats that are kind of kind of solved essentially. Uh, so essentially, at a certain point, you know, I, I was very much longing for kind of those janky days, you know, when I was just building decks for fun and playing at a kitchen table with friends and whatnot. And then I discovered Commander with a group of friends that I started doing drafts with. Uh, one of them suggested we start playing it, and I built my Rishkar deck, and I have not turned back since. Um, so. Some reasons that uh, that over you know the past couple of years that I've kind of felt that Commander is definitely my home when it comes to Magic and what kind of Magic I want to play, and I feel like other players kind of find this as well with Commander and why it's the format that kind of has really stuck with a lot of people and it's gained so much popularity and people really are enjoying it is because of a couple of reasons. Again, my main reason to start off with was like budget home brews. You can build essentially whatever you want and you can make it work. Um, you can compete, uh, and, your, and your deck is very much appreciated by others, you know, your uniqueness. It's not, you know, oh, you didn't go find, you know, the best deck, uh, you know, for the format and go, you know, just buy the whole thing and play it. it you can build a, a unique brew that, you know, like that is, um, you know, I keep saying unique, but yeah, unique to yourself, and that something that you really want to do, and it can compete in the format because Commander just has, you know, it's a 100-card singleton format, so there's a lot of variance. You know, you're not going to have four ofs uh, of every, you know, most uh, popular, you know, or not most popular, but most kind of powerful spells in the format, you get one of each card and whatnot. And so even on a budget, you can make a lot of synergies that if you're, you know, making, you know, an extremely synergistic budget deck, you can take down players that have a deck that's thousands of dollars more expensive than you that just have a bunch of powerful cards in them because your deck just works better. So it, it's just, uh, again, I think it's just kind of like an open, it's a brewer's paradise in my, in my, uh, in my, uh, in my uh, vision of the format, essentially. I see it as a brewer's paradise. Uh, you don't have to net deck to compete. Uh, my second one is playing for fun. So again, going back to those kitchen table days, I was playing for fun. I wasn't playing for, for money or for prize packs or, or whatnot. You know, when you go to a standard tournament, you're playing to win. You're, tr you're playing to try to beat everyone else. Uh, at, um, you know, at a commander table, you know, you're just playing to have a good time. You know, you might be, you know, with your friends, you're going to spend time with, you know, friends or new people. You might make new friends. But the goal of the game, yes, you're trying to win. But, you know, when you're playing in a multiplayer game, you can really only expect to win, you know, 25% of the time if there's four players. So you really, you can't get that upset when you lose. And in fact, some of my fondest memories in Commander are games that I've lost. Just, you know, one of my friends did a really cool and exciting play and, and I lost the game or whatever. I made a big misplay and it just ended up being, you know, something you joke about later. But basically, you know, 
because, you know, winning isn't, you know, the most crucial thing for the format, it makes it a lot more fun for a lot more people, I think, because again, you don't really, you know, feel all that bad. If you, if you, you know, play, you know, for four hours of Commander, you know, it's three or four games or whatnot in a night, and you win none of them, you know, you don't go home and you're not mad and it, you had a good time, at least I do. Um, mad, uh, make crazy things happen is my next point. Essentially, you know, in this format, you can do a lot of absurd things that you can't do in other formats. Formats like modern are turn, you know, at three, four or, or whatnot, essentially, you're doing very quick things to essentially win very quickly in the most optimal way possible. Commander, you can have battle cruiser type games, you know, where you slowly kind of get, you know, get your resources up and then cast, you know, multiple big spells in the same turn and do these absolutely absurdly powerful things. Obviously, you can do extremely powerful things very quickly for cheating and mana and other formats and whatnot. But the kind of the breadth of kind of janky and awesome things you can do in Commander, you just have a, a much a bigger opportunity to do that in a format that is slower, that is kind of, you know, less focused on just comboing off right away and winning. It's more focused on, hey, let's just do some really big, fun things. Um, next, uh, oh, uh, with that too, I guess so I want to mention kind of like my Selenia deck was definitely an idea. I saw Axis of Mortality and I'm like, okay, I want to find a way to make this card work just because I think it's really unique. Again, in other formats, that card is not going to work, you know, uh, at least not to my knowledge, it doesn't work in other formats, really. But, you know, in Commander, it's just a lot of fun. You know, you get it down, you change your life total down to pretty much nothing, and then you switch it with an opponent. It's just, it's, it's a lot of fun that you can make cards like that or repay in kind. Uh, things like that kind of just work, uh, again, where they wouldn't work in other formats. Um, build around whatever cards you want is something that I also think is really important, too. And that makes the format kind of uh, accessible to a lot of people and that people want to play it. Because there are certain cards that really speak to certain people. And people can play those cards in this format. I mean, you can play your pet cards. No one's stopping you. I know I've talked out against, you know, uh, using pet cards in decks. But, you know, that's just kind of how I build decks. If I'm trying to build a deck that I think I want to make it compete and I want to say, okay, I want this one. I have a good shot at winning against maybe some of my friends' more expensive decks. Then, yes, I'll cut the pet cards. But I do have um, a deck that I built recently uh, for the Quest for the Jank Lord episode uh, that was around Rarity. And, you know, I just said basically, okay, you know, since it's kind of just, a, you know, a, a weird, fun, wacky deck, you know, I'm literally just going to put 100% rares and mythics, janky rares and mythics in the deck, and that's all I'm going to have. I didn't even, you know, I could have obviously put, you know, some more optimal, uh, you know, mana fixing um, or ramp cards in there that were still within their 79 cent range, you know, even like a prismatic lens, but that's not a rare, so I didn't include it. Instead, I included something like a Phyrexian lens, I think that's the name of it, which is not a good card, but it is a rare, so again... Just kind of doing suboptimal things for fun just because you want to is something that you can do in Commander, and you definitely can't do that in Standard or uh, Modern if you want to win because it's just not going to happen. And again, the focus of those formats is to win. The focus of Commander is to have fun. Um, uh, again, like also I want to say too, like Commanders can, can, you can use like janky Commanders essentially that work as well. I mean, when, I, when, you, see, when you see like a Commander like Feldergriff, you know, in any other format, that card would not work. At least to my knowledge, it doesn't work. Again, I don't want to speak to other formats, really. But essentially, Feldergriff doesn't really work in other formats. But in Commander, I've won plenty of games with this really janky hippo with wings. You know, just like you look at the card and you're like, what in the world can this thing do? But then in Commander, you can find a way to make it work and have a lot of fun doing it. A card like Wayfarer's Bobble, obviously, I, I love that card, can be an all-star in this format where it pretty much is a nothing card in anything else, you know. So uh, no rotation is my next point. Essentially, yeah, you can play your deck forever. That was a big kind of knock against standard when I played standard and nothing against people to play standard, you know, but essentially I, it always kind of felt bad having to replace my entire deck 
or essentially, you know, like I, I know that, you know, certain decks can kind of switch up, you know, when a rotation happens and like you can still utilize some of the cards or at least the strategy or whatnot. But when I, you know, had my Theros Boggles deck, um, you know, and some people are going to say I'm a terrible person playing Boggles, but that's okay. Uh, but I had my Theros Boggles deck, you know, they stopped kind of printing, you know, creatures that have Hexproof. So then, you know, that kind of doesn't work anymore, you know, going into the next, for next uh, you know, rotation or whatnot. I wasn't able to kind of recreate that deck ever again, essentially, so that I couldn't, you know, kind of play that deck that I like to play in the format. Um, but, you know, in, in Commander, there's no rotation. So, you know, if you build, you know, your... Um, you know, your deck right now, there, no one's stopping you from playing it later. Um, when I had my standard Turbo Fog deck too, and that rotated, the same thing happened. You know, I couldn't play that, but my Progenitus Turbo Fog deck is, you know, and Commander is still around, and I can play that for as long as I want. No one can take my deck apart and tell me, you know, these cards don't work anymore. Yes, the rules community, I guess, could ban something. They're not going to ban anything in a Turbo Fog deck, though, but anyways again even with kind of the ban list too you can still play with banned cards it's just you know you need to talk to your playgroup about that and that's kind of like another good thing about commander is that you can play however you want i mean there's 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 something for everyone in the format you can play it at you know a very casual level again you can play with all the banned cards if you want you just need to talk to your playgroup and make sure it's okay with everyone uh you can play at a very competitive kind of level you can play cedh you know that's another kind of way to take you know, uh, the format, uh, and take it into, you know, kind of notch up in that, uh, more competitive direction, you know, and there are plenty of people out there who like to play this format in a lot of different ways. So yeah, find the play group that works for you. Um, endless possibilities. Uh, there are so many commanders out there and there are so many different ways that you can build around commanders. I know that some people are, you know, for or against companions, but I think that one thing that the companions did bring as well is kind of another aspect to deck building for certain commanders, which I'm always for, you know, now, instead of saying, okay, this commander, you know, obviously you can build a commander however you want, but, you know, maybe there's three or so paths to build this commander, you know, pretty optimally. Now with a companion, potentially, you've got kind of this different way that you can build around this new restriction that you can kind of challenge yourself with and make a deck building restriction just to make, you know, again, like, you know, it can be extremely competitive. It can be, you know, uh, just for fun, you know, you can kind of change up, you know, every, every, com uh, you can change up the way that you build a commander compared to someone else. So, you know, you can give the same person a commander you know, and four different people will build it in four different ways. I like to think of my Galta vehicles deck with this. I mean, essentially, you know, like many people might take Galta in a certain direction. And I just said, you know, it'd be fun, you know, just building a deck kind of focused around vehicles. And Galta is a fantastic commander that for that because the vehicles reduce the cost of Galta and they stick around. They're hard to kind of wipe off the board. So it's just kind of like a unique, different kind of take that many people apparently hadn't seen before. So just a lot of fun to kind of, you know, surprise people with that when you're playing a game of commander. Again, you give, you know, 20 different people Muldroth and say build around it, 20 different things might happen. So you can get a lot of different things uh, and a lot of different perspectives in the game of Commander. And you can just, you can really appreciate kind of someone's thought process behind their decisions that they're making and kind of learn new things, you know, learn about new cards just from seeing one person's deck. Um, another thing that I really like, actually, I think this is the last thing on my list that about Commander is that there's really kind of no solving it, you know, outside of CDH. Uh, but there's really no solving it. You know, it, it's a it's a format where you can keep building, you can keep brewing. Again, there's pretty much endless possibilities when it comes to the number of commanders that are out there, the number of variations of ways to build those commanders. Um, and basically, there's just, with the new cards coming into, there's always something new that you can brew that inspires you and something you want to do. Uh, again, when Golos was um, was spoiled, you know, I had my Jota deck and I said, Okay, I can either, you know, keep my Joe deck and keep adding to it, or, you know, this one, you know, just seems like I can take a nice, interesting kind of, I can take things I learned from Joda and put an interesting spin on it with this Golos deck. So, again, there's just like no, in my opinion, there's no kind of being 
done with Commander, which actually I think can be a, can be a bad thing and a good thing. You know, I think at a certain point I had, you know, 16 decks or so, and then I found that I was only playing a certain number of them. So I cut that down. I believe I'm at nine right now, which still might be too much. But, you know, like you, I consistently, you know, keep, you know, thinking, okay, uh, how would I build around this new commander? How would I build this other commander? Commanders that I haven't even thought about that have been around, you know, since, uh, you know, the beginning of Magic, essentially, you know, just thinking like, okay, what are some ways that I could build around this one that's different than other people and that I could make my own unique spin on it? And it's just kind of, again, that Brewer's Paradise, uh, there's no solving it. Um, it's a format where even extremely broken cards like Soul Ring, which is not banned, and is, I mean, one of the most powerful cards probably in Magic's history, it doesn't break the format for that card being allowed. You know, in fact, actually, it kind of brings a unique kind of interesting uh, play pattern with it, too. You know, someone plays a Soul Ring turn one. They are way ahead of everyone else. Yes, if no one else has a Soul Ring, that's true. But the thing is, in a multiplayer game, you know, everyone else can then, you know, say, okay, we need to team up against this player. We need to take them down a notch. We need to basically, you know, make sure that, you know, we can all catch up. And so, yeah, it just kind of, it adds, you know, the politics, the, the multiplayer, you know, aspect of the format, the Brewer's Paradise, there's just so many reasons that I love Commander, and I think that many other people kind of, I'm sure there's reasons I haven't listed as to why certain people love Commander, but, you know, I, I think that there's something for everyone with this format, and that I think that it kind of fills that, that need for many people, whatever that need is, that magic is filling, it, it, it is the perfect kind of format for that. So yeah, to me, Commander is kind of like an imperfectly perfect format. Um, basically, you know, it's extremely broken format. There's so many broken things that can happen. It's not the rules necessarily, I think, that really make it actually work. It's kind of those, it's, it's the people that actually make it work. You know, it's those unwritten rules. It's, you know, it's playing, you know, to, to, to win, but also playing to have a good time. And I think, you know, again, it's, it's just kind of those, you know, people talking ahead of time, people making sure that, you know, everyone's having a good time. It's a format that, you know, on paper, you know, you wouldn't think I think that it would actually work. And, and it does. You know, it does. So, yeah, um, those are just my thoughts, though. Again, I could be completely off base for, for, for you know, many of these points. But these are, these are the reasons that I think that, that I really enjoy Commander. Um, and I, I'm wondering what yours are. So, yeah, let me know in the comments below why you think Commander is so popular. What, you know, what, draw you, what drew you to Commander? Why do you enjoy playing Commander? So, yeah, that's uh, all I've got for today. Thanks again and have a good one. And make sure you're following us on social media for more updates and sneak peeks on future episodes. Again, a huge thank you to my patrons who help make this show possible. I truly couldn't do any of this without your support. If you want to support this channel directly, consider becoming a patron. There are many benefits to being a patron, including being able to vote on future commanders for deck tax. There are even tiers where you get your own personalized deck tech dedicated to you. You can check out all the Patreon tiers and rewards at patreon.com slash commandersquarters. If you haven't already, make sure that you like and subscribe to the channel. Here at the Commander's Quarters, we're all about budget commander. So while you're at it, go ahead and check out some of our other types of episodes. And with that, I'm out of here. Thanks again and have a good one.